Welcome to another episode of Lonely Town. Today, when we're recording, it's September 8th. And on August 26th, there was an article that came out in the Sunday Times, the Times, whatever, somewhere in the UK, that put a major downer on everyone's spirits, even though we had just got a brand new song in your side of town. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit today about that article and a little project that we're going to try to do. And it was interesting to see just how much effect this had on the online community of the killers. The article pretty much was saying that uh, whatever the killers, whatever album they were working on got scrapped. And that there some unknown announcement a few months out that yeah. people are... At first, people were thinking, oh, this is going to be... They're going to tell us about the Super Bowl, or they're going to tell us about a new album, or... Now everyone's freaking out that the killers are disbanding <laughs> or something crazy like that. So Yeah, I think uh, the timing was kind of strange, I guess, uh, as far as you're putting out a new song that people have been waiting for a year for. It seems like, I don't know, over their skis or whatever, it seems like Brandon gets excited about something and announces we're going to uh, be doing something in the next couple months or we're going to release a song by the end of the summer or we got things going. And... You know, uh, they might have their part finished, but the back end takes a little longer. And probably the more successful uh, you are, the longer all that takes because paperwork and different people involved and uh, all that kind of stuff. So uh, we've been waiting since Boy for this new song to drop. And we were uh, we were pretty excited in your side of town. And and then they're going to go do this big concert and out comes, uh, out comes this bombshell. And there's a lot to read into it. There's a lot that's going to be speculated about. We're going to do our best to, you know, speculate our own selves. We don't know. But there, there's a lot of ways that you can interpret uh, kind of what was being said. Um, I don't know if it's a direct interview, if, you know, it's the full script or if some things were edited out, if it's how the uh, reporter interpreted some of the comments, you know, I, I don't know. But we'll do our best to, to go through there and, and at least give our spin on things. But... Uh, yeah, it was kind of just weird timing. Yeah, so one of the reasons uh, we're going to be talking about this interview is Nephi is referenced five times. <laughs> five times? <laughs> What's that? No, that's, that's one of my wrestling things. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I think, you know, like you said about the timing, the killer said something was coming out imminently, and everyone's like, oh, it's going to around, the, you know, it, be it became a joke that, this thing, whatever imminent means for the killers, isn't what it means for everybody else. And so when it when they fi when it finally dropped, or I guess one of the final teasers before the song came, the new song came out was they posted that it was imminent. You know, kind of as a, a yeah. wink, wink to everybody who's been waiting <laughs> for it to come out forever. Not forever. It's been a year. And so, you know, it was like, all right, this is finally coming out. Everything's rolling. They've got these big festivals, and then this interview drops and. Yeah, just put a damper on everyone's spirits because everyone's worried now about what, what it means for future music, future of the band. So on the, on that note, the, the interview started out, and I'm going to quote some of these because, you know, so everyone gets a sense. I don't know if everyone's read it or able to read it, but it says, uh, his band released an upbeat synth pop song, Your Side of Town, on Friday. It sounds like one of the, the hits from their debut, Hot Fuss, and was meant to be on a new album, but that is no longer happening. And it quotes Brandon. Halfway through recording, I realized I can't do this, Flower said. This isn't the kind of record... Dot, dot, dot. He pauses. <laughs> I think this will be the... Dot, dot, dot. He stumbles a little. I don't think you'll see us making this type of music anymore. 
end of quote. His leg is shaking, his shaking, I assume, from nerves. So, yeah, right out of the gate. It's like this album that was going to happen is not happening. We're not going to make music like your side of town anymore. So, yeah, I guess it sounds like that was the direction the album was going in, and he just wasn't feeling it. So I think that, that was the first shocker to the fans that, you know, we knew something was in the works. At least an EP was going to be coming out. They said there was going to be an announcement in some of the other articles and interviews. It's like, well, what are they going to announce if they scrap the album? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was kind of a weird. I mean, sometimes he gets nervous when he talks and he shakes a little. That was that was typical Brandon. But the the dot 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 and the pausing. It sounds like he didn't want to kind of go off on that. Um, I remember an interview. I can't remember if it was uh, Imploding the Mirage or or Wonderful Wonderful. One of those albums that came out. And they were talking with Ronnie about a change of sound and things. And uh, Ronnie kind of went out of his way to say, you know, we're an evolving band. We, we've matured as people. We're not 20-year-olds anymore. And uh, Brandon's not going to be writing um, Somebody Told Me Again. It's not going to be the same. You know, uh, you grow. So in that way, I could kind of see it as this is, the song sounds a lot more kind of like those early influences. And it sounds a lot more like Hot Fuss than a lot of stuff they put out ever since so i could see brandon just kind of being like we we tried to get back into there we put out the song enjoyed the song but it's just it wasn't catching the album wasn't going to be authentic if if they went forward with that uh the thing where i'm kind of confused about is uh, with that we had boy and we had uh your side town come out and from what i understood the ep was going to be songs that didn't fit pressure machine but were kind of at the same timeline and time frame as pressure machine and going to be their own little uh independent project it was going to be a record but then it was just going to be an ep and there was going to be a separate record all this is just from what i understood i obviously don't know i wasn't in the band meeting or anything like that so i don't know now if this was separate from that ep and going to be a single off of a eighth record and that was the direction they were going, and then Brandon said, no, this is going to be a single, it's kind of out there on its own, or what? So that was where I was a little confused on that. Um, I think people are kind of reading a little more into, we're not going to make that kind of music anymore, or be that kind of a band. I think that might just be kind of a, we've evolved a little bit, and we're not going to be the kids from the early 2000s singing to, you know, synth pop all the time i don't know maybe i'm a little optimistic but that's kind of how i took it like i said that was kind of the first bombshell that i think caught people off guard uh, but then he continues and it kind of veers more into like an identity crisis or you know a question about the band's prospects going forward and so it's, it starts the the first mention about nephi it says two years ago the band released pressure machine a critically adored acoustic album of tragic tales from flowers youth it tells the stories of people he knew when he was growing up in Nephi, Utah. Murder, poverty, addiction, a far cry, and a hefty dictionary away from a man whose most notorious lyric is, Are we human or are we dancer? <laughs> this, it soon becomes clear, is a star worth 22 million pounds who got back in touch with his working class roots and is no longer sure exactly who he is. Then it quotes him, This is the crisis I'm in, he says, sighing. The killers are my identity and our songs fill the seats, but I'm more fulfilled making music like Pressure Machine. I found a side of myself writing it that was strong. This was the guy I'd been looking for. I'm as proud of Hot Fuss as you can be for something you did when you were 20, but I'm not 20, so I'm thinking about the next phase of my life. So yeah, <laughs> now it's like, all right. So 
we're just going to get pressure machine music from now on. I mean, that's fine with us because <laughs> we'd love to hear uh, talk more about Nephi songs, but definitely felt like it came out of nowhere from uh, the fan base has only heard all these great things and all this stuff that's, I mean, they've been touring, they've done. I mean, when they finished the Imploding the Mirage tour in January or whatever last year, I thought, you know, they'd already announced, you know, they obviously had to go back to Houston again because they had canceled that, but then they're doing more festivals and all, you know, stuff they've done this summer and early, early fall. Um, you know, they've got some Reno shows coming up. It doesn't seem like they were going to be slowing down and maybe, you know, they had the pandemic where they didn't do shows. They finally got back out and were doing these shows and felt like they got back on fire and maybe they overdid it. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I, think, uh, I mean, we know Brandon's a family man. We know Ronnie's now a family guy. He's got, got a kid. I mean, Dave and Mark are kind of hit and miss as far as on tour. I did see in the uh, about with the uh, on your side of town that Dave was on guitars or credited as being on guitar. So uh, he, he's participating, but the band is as it was hasn't been that way for a little while anyway. And then uh, if you stay home during the pandemic and get to be around your wife and kids, we know Brandon canceled the tour before because of what was going on with his wife and some of her, her health and, and things that were going on there. You go back out on the road, maybe there was something there that, you know, you like being home, you like being around family, your kids are growing. Uh, it's not a bad thing to take a little break. And and Pressure Machine obviously meant a lot to him. I think originally that he was thinking about that just being a Brandon Flowers record and doing a solo project as the Pressure Machine. And, and Ronnie was kind of into it when he was sharing with him. Uh, the ideas and stuff, and they decided to make a Killers album, which I think Brandon has always been a, a team player with the Killers, as far as, you know, him and Ronnie have been pretty much a, a pretty uh, tight core. We know Ronnie has a house um, near Brandon's, same same city up here in Utah, and they seem to be doing a lot together. A lot of times they'll do their press stuff together. I think they've had an open flow with the other guys. If if you can make it, if you want to be there, the door's always open. So, But the, all that being said, and I think we'll get into it a little more here, too. Um, when he was writing The Pressure Machine, he kind of tapped into something. And, and he said as much as he thought it was kind of almost inspiration. And he got into a, I don't know what you want to call it, a, not a trance. But he, he feels like he tapped into some, some, some energy or something. And uh, being very religious and that kind of a thing. If you feel like you're getting inspiration from somewhere. And as an artist, you're doing what you feel you're inspired to do. And you still think there's some energy and some things there to explore. Uh, why would you not do that? I mean, that just to me makes sense. So apparently there's still some meat on that bone or some things he wants to explore. And I don't think that means they'll never come back to the stadium sound or they'll never come back and, and be touring. I think Brandon's always going to go on tour. They're always going to be doing festival type shows. I think the band will always be together in some, some form or another. And I don't think when they do that, he's going to come out and just play... Uh, the new song and and the slow jams because that's not what they do. So, <laughs> as far as that, I wouldn't be worried about that as a fan. I think it's you know Brandon just trying to explore and figure out who he is. Uh, he tapped back into where he came from a little more, and there's probably some stuff that he just forgot about or didn't want to know about that reconnected some emotions and some energy there that uh, he wants to go down that road and explore a little more. And from what he put out with Pressure Machine, why not? I mean, it might not be the same tempo and beat that you're used to, or it might evolve into that with some more stories being told. So uh, as far as that goes, I I don't see it being the, the panic button that everyone's hitting. I think 
if anything, if you want Brandon to be happy and enjoy what he's doing, you let him go and go down this road and this path. You support him, and you're there when he comes back to to doing what you love too. That's that's kind of how I see it. It's interesting as he goes on and and talks about how he's changed and how you know what what his future looks like. It says, as Flowers moves through his forties and beyond, though that old him, the one we know, has gone. His is not a sob story, more of a revelation. I'm a different. It's going to quote him again. I'm a different person now. It'll be difficult to go back, he says. The killers come with stadiums, but he wants to make quieter music that does not need large venues, let alone a band. It is a conflict, he stumbles. It is just, well, at what point do I make that change? Who in the band wants to do that to? No matter what, there will always be people who look at me and just think of somebody told me, and I get that, but I'm interested in evolving. So, yeah, I think... I don't think there's any worry that he's not going to make music. The question is... What's it going to sound like, and who's going to be involved? <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know. I could see that, but that's kind of how it's been. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always been that way. It, he's just being a little more vocal and open about it, but I I think it's kind of been that way for the last couple albums. If if Dave wants to come, he's welcome. If Mark's around, he's welcome. Ronnie seems to have embraced it, but maybe that's not Ronnie's speed anymore, and Brandon's not going to hold him hostage and say this has to be a killer's thing. But in the same, I... I think Brandon could go take his time and do it, and the Killers will still exist and be touring. I, that's just my feel. Yeah, and then uh, then the interview gets to the really good part where he talks more about Nephi. Uh, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Says, to understand Flowers, you need to understand his hometown Nephi and Las Vegas. Born in 1981, Flowers spent his school years fitting between flitting between the two places. Nephi is so small that it has no traffic lights. Oh, that's patently false, and I like to point out the fake news. <laughs> there is a traffic light. There's one. We got one. It suffers heavily from the opioid crisis. Vegas, on the other hand, where he moved when he was 16, is sleaze and show business where the killers and where the killers formed in 2001 with his shared love for British bands such as New Order, Pet Shop Boys, and the Smiths. Uh, so Brandon talks about hitting it big in, in the UK, and he says, It was naive, but came at a time in life when I was searching for anything other than what my dad was doing. Now the older I get, the more I appreciate those things I was running from and so latch onto them and almost wish I had done so earlier. So I think we, we heard a lot of that when Pressure Machine came out about how he, he felt this draw to the life that he initially had run away from and had done so successfully. <laughs> anyway, continues to talk about Nephi. He says, His family live an hour or so north of Nephi now. The name is, of the city is also that of a figure in the Book of Mormon, the religious text, not the musical. It is another reason why Flowers is drawn there. An anomaly in pop, he is a Mormon and thinks his lyrics and melodies may come from God. Yet with the trauma Tana has suffered and the stories of Nephi that he writes about, surely his faith has been tested? My faith continues to grow, he says with the biggest smile yet. If there is a religious gene, I have it. I know that can sound crazy to people, but America's becoming more secular, and that's not as great as some think. I grew up hearing things like, no amount of worldly excess can compensate for failure in the home. I'm so thankful. Where will people hear that? Not at school or playing sports. Religion can be a beautiful thing, but it's easy to trash, he pauses. This makes me a bit of an enigma as a singer. So last part, I know this is a lot of me reading, sorry, but I wanted to <laughs> share his words. He said, he's not wrong, and this is the flower's dichotomy. His petals are Vegas and showmanship, his roots, Nephi, and religion. He spends his time reading about why people leave his church on ex-Mormon Reddit. We'll come back to that. He calls Nephi this throbbing light quote-unquote, this throbbing light that he had to investigate. And that part, that past is now his future, telling stories of lives different to his and wondering why he did not end up like they did. He mentions a man he grew up with in Nephi who took his own life. 
We were two blocks away, raised similarly, Flower said, says with a sigh. Then what happens? Where is, this, where is the turn? He says he did not go to the funeral. I did, didn't want to distract from the family's grief. He seems at a loss, fixated on why one man dies when his neighbor fronts one of the biggest, most enjoyable bands of the century, and whether that is something he still wants to do. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. A lot to unpack there. Uh, one, I would hope if Brandon came back to a funeral, uh, there was, I know he's been back for family funerals or whatever, if he came back to a funeral, I would hope, and I think that Nephi, for the most part, would just let him be. And you go, you mourn, and you do your thing, and you leave. Like, I don't think, and maybe I'm being naive here, but I think he'd be able to do that. Yeah. Um, I think if he wants to tap back into Nephi and it's that light, I think it, initially around town there'd be a buzz and, uh, hey, Brandon's back and, and people come to gawk. But I think he could blend back in. I don't think that would be that hard. If he comes down and is down at the coffee shop or wherever writing songs or doing his thing, at first, there's going to be a little bit of a circus about Brandon's here, you know. But I think he could blend back in because he is a part of the community. Like, I do think there's some DNA there. He spent time there growing up. I think people would just say, yeah, that's Brandon, and we're proud of him. Especially with Pressure Machine and everything. I think whatever was uh, hard feelings, maybe on both sides, I think that's been mended for the most part. I think uh, Nephi's proud of Brandon, and it sounds like Brandon's kind of proud of Nephi. And we've talked a little bit about the religious and all that, but the working class thing, he has that gene. He has that with his, his family. We've, we've covered that in other episodes too. And I think he's just trying to figure out who he is and what life. Like, he got on a treadmill at 20 and it hasn't slowed down till the <laughs> pandemic. And so now he's kind of looking back and saying, you know, why me on the opposite side? A lot of times when we hear people say, why me? It's the bad, like, I'm a good person. Why did this happen to why me? Why are bad things happening? He's on the other side of like, I'm an average person. Why did this happen to me? Why, you know, these people are overdosed on, on pills or stressed out or, you know, can't pay their mortgages, that kind of thing. And here I am sitting in a spot of, of fame and fortune, but I want to be this religious guy. Like why, you know, I think he's trying to compensate and figure that part out about his life. And yeah, yeah, it's kind of that maybe a midlife type thing. He's got a wife and kids like we talked about and, he did spend some time there during the pandemic at home. And like that quote says, uh, from the from the church perspective, he's going to do more good as a, a dad at home than anything else in life. So he's probably trying to just find that balance and, and write about it and share what he's going through is what it sounds like to me. But, I mean, there's just there's a lot to unpack with that uh, couple paragraphs. Yeah, I'm guessing the, the funeral he's mentioning was before the pandemic. You know, and if you live your life in a way that wherever you go, people are stopping you and asking you for pictures, the thought of going to somebody's funeral and feeling like it's going to turn into a something about you or people are going to be, you know, the focus, oh, Brandon's here, let's, you know, take draw away from the, you know. I'm hoping that the experiences with Pressure Machine and, you know, some of the things that have happened in the last few years, that he would, you know, feel more comfortable that the people of Nephi would... Uh, respect his space and respect the the situation. And honestly, that might have been the case before the pandemic. Um, there was this kind of thing where Brandon got big and moved away and never mentioned us. And there was kind of the small contingency of people that were, you know, uh, two-star town and 
Brandon's this big star out and, you know, doing his thing. Won't and mention us. Won't mention us in Vegas and stuff. So there might have been a little bit of like, well, look who came back to town, Mr. Too Good For Us kind of feel. And he's just trying to mourn and like show support to this family that's had this tragedy. And it might it might have been a little more that way. I, I think now things have settled enough that, I mean, what do I know? But I would think people would just mention, hey, Brandon was there, but I, I don't think anyone would really care. Like he was there just like somebody else that's from out of town that was friends and came back to a funeral. At least I'd really hope so. Um, we have some interviews and some stuff coming up. I don't want to spoil anything, but I kind of got that feel when Brandon came and did the concert in Andy's backyard and just hearing how nervous, and Brandon might be nervous before every concert. We've heard that too, but it seems like he was kind of nervous to go out there in front of the the people of Nephi, so to say, and, and put himself out there and kind of that vulnerable kid again. He's He's still that vulnerable boy that didn't quite fit in and is just finding his place back to, oh, maybe, maybe I did. Maybe, maybe I overthought it a little bit. Maybe they weren't as bad as I thought. Maybe I'm not as bad as they thought. And I think there's been amending there. Um, I hope Brandon, when we talked to Mayor Seeley, I mean, he kind of said the same thing. I hope if Brandon wants to come to town that he can just come and be Brandon and the people will respect him and he respects the people and it'd be fine. I don't, I don't foresee a time when Brandon's going to move to town. Uh, I just don't, see that but <laughs> if it was to happen i hope that he could just well now the annex isn't for sale anymore well, so not likely. i'm sure if, if he wanted to he could get a spot there but <laughs> I, but if that was to happen i hope i would hope that him and his family could just come there be normal his kids could go to school fit in and they could just be a family that lived in nephi and in my heart of hearts i really think that's possible again i'm i'm pretty naive on some things so maybe not but i think most of the things would be People from outside Nephi coming and trying to get a glimpse of Brandon, and he lives here. That would be more of what I would think would be the cause of any problems or irritations. But <laughs> yeah, so like you said, there's there's a lot in this that paragraph. One of them being the that he reads Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that surprised everybody. Yeah, too. the people on Reddit were definitely excited about that, wondering you know what how much time he spends looking at at killers posts, but. Um, yeah, that was definitely interesting to see uh, and learn about. And then to call Nephi this throbbing light that he had to investigate this this part of his past that he couldn't let go. And now that he tapped into that, he wants to continue down that at least, I don't know if the sound or the themes sounds like something that, you know, your side of town and the related songs weren't really giving him the same kind of inspiration or... I don't know. Satisfaction. We'll, we'll talk about that song later, but I thought it was interesting since that song came out and they've been playing it at their shows, they've stopped playing Boy. <laughs> I noticed on the set list. So, yeah, it's a lot a lot there and definitely interesting to see. You know, we, we've heard a lot of these things in the past, but to tie it into how it is going to impact the future of the Killers and the future releases, yeah, it's makes me think the announcement that's forthcoming is more likely to be a pressure machine type tour of smaller venues and maybe playing that whole album than, you know, like a, a Vegas residency or a Super Bowl type announcement. All of which are on the table though. Yeah. I mean, definitely we, still all options. You could, you and maybe you do all of the above. Any of those might happen. They might, yeah, take a couple of years off to figure out what they're doing. Who knows? Like it could, and it could all change. So, yeah. Emotions come and go and 
you know, it might've just been a, a hard weekend when he had this interview and, you know, some of these things have probably been true for years and just didn't make their way into the press or didn't, or in any way to an interview. And I just thought it was interesting and worth talking about to, to go over some of these, these quotes about their future, about how he feels about their direction and the impact Nephi's had and pressure machine has had a lasting impact. You know, when I see the set list today, you know, sometimes they'll play runaway horses, but you know, these big festivals, they're not playing pressure machine songs. And so to hear this, you know, come out after the Plurian Mirage tour that, you know, pressure machine is still, like he says, uh, in this river as well, there's something pulling me back then. It was something pulling you to back to Vegas. And now it's sounds like some of that, uh, history of Nephi is, is still pulling him. So. Yeah. If there's a light pulsating and that's what's drawing you, I mean, you owe it to yourself to go explore it. Cause another killer's lyric or whatever is like, it's a shame to waste your life on a, what might have been or however that goes on caution. So if there's something there, he's going to go explore it. And if it turns out to be nothing, then uh, they'll go back to the regular uh, schedule or whatever they've been doing. If there's something there, he's, he's going to sit there until that inspiration has gone. Um, I thought the, the ex-Mormon Reddit was kind of interesting as well. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people that like to talk about Brandon and his faith for whatever reason. It tends to be a topic a lot. I mean, Jimmy, or at least I try to shy away from it because <laughs> I have opinions about, about everything. And, uh, you know, not everybody that's a member of the church has the same feelings or agreements about the church. I mean, that's just how it is. It's a big organization. A lot of people interpret things differently. Uh, I think one thing for Brandon is he's found a, a connection there. He seems to have a real good uh, foundation, and, and that's where he gets his peace. Whether or not you agree with the church or like the church or think it's a, a cult, you think it's a horrible thing, you think a bunch of con men, or you think it's great and the way to return to, to God. Somewhere in there, Brandon has found peace in that. He's he's wrote songs about it. He participates in fundraisers and different events. He's not shy about saying he attends. Uh, so to be able to go on the ex-Mormon Reddit is usually, assuming it's people that haven't had that grave experience, people that have left the church saying negative experiences or what they dislike about it or why they don't believe in it or whatever. Um, I think as far as Brandon goes, he's really trying to understand how something so great in his life, other people aren't kind of getting the same grasp. I don't know, like, I think it's kind of a loss to him as far as it brings him peace and joy and maybe trying to figure out or counteract the where these people aren't having that same connection or thinking the same thing that he does. I, I don't think it's him necessarily questioning um, if that was the case. I don't think he'd be around anymore in, in the church uh, from, I think, uh, something that John has said. Uh, John Ayers said something about how Brandon and his faith is, like, surreal to him. Or I don't have the exact quote, but, like, he can't believe how much faith Brandon has uh, compared to just people, and, and John's no stranger to the church and, and teachings and went on mission and all that kind of thing. So I think Brandon's pretty firm-rooted in there and just trying to, same thing, he's trying to figure out Nephi, why things went different in their lives than his life. Some people work at the factory. He became a multi-pound star, whatever that said. <laughs> 22 multi, pounds. 22 pounds. million pounds. Yeah, so he became a multi-millionaire, and he's had this great life, and some people don't have that. Uh, he's had this great experience with the church, and it's been really good for him and his family from everything that has been reported. And some people don't have that. I think he's just trying to figure out in this part of his life why why some people have it like he hasn't, some people don't. And 
it is kind of a fascinating uh, rabbit hole, I'm sure, to go down. Even though Brandon doesn't post a lot on social media, and the band seems to be kind of not technologically uh, with it. I mean, they're not tweeting out every day and, and posting all these things. They're still, you know, guys in their late 40s, early 50s. They have iPhones. They're on social media. They have kids. They, they know what's going on just because they're not out there in front of it and wanting the fame and the glory. I think people were kind of surprised that Brandon knew what Reddit was. And it's like, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he's well aware of all the technology and all that kind of thing. It's just he's not out there saying, hey, this is Brandon Flowers. I'm going to do an Ask Me Anything today. Or, you know, yeah. that's not really their style. But even that TikTok video we did with Boy, like, they're they're capable of doing things. Um, Instagram Lives, maybe not so much, but that's, <laughs> that's a lot of story, Jimmy. Yeah, I think, you know, at the end of the day, this this article just was a big downer for a lot of people. After the article came out, there were there was a lot on Facebook and Reddit. And um, one of the posts that I saw that I liked a lot was from, on the Killer Victim fan page, uh, Danielle Kaminsky wrote, Many years ago, I contributed to a thank you video project put together by a bunch of fans of the group Roxette. It was composed of fans saying words of thank you, displaying posters or images inspired by the band, etc., just a way to express gratitude for all the years and all the music. Not sure if anything has already been done like that for the Killers, but might be a thought to do regardless of what direction the band goes in the future. It's not te- I'm not technically gifted, but would be happy to help with the kind of project in any way I could. I haven't talked to her about it, but um, I think there's a lot of ways to, to share your feelings about the Killers. But I thought one of the things I like about the podcast format is that you can share share things your voice can be heard in a different way than just you know words on a on a, on social media so i thought i really like that idea of of doing something with our podcast where we invite anybody who wants to to submit a recording of them talking about what the killers means to them and then putting all those together and having it just be one of our episodes is just just however long it ends up being however many uh, responses we end up getting just have it be a an episode of fans saying thank you and what the killers mean to them. And, you know, might not ever make it to anybody in the band, but I guess a lot of people read that article and thought, oh man, the killers are are burning out. This is flaming out and this is the end. (laughs) The end is near. A lot of gloom and doom. So I don't think that's necessarily the case, but I definitely think there's no harm in having a way, you know, a collection of of fans getting together and saying thank you. So uh, we've we've set up a, an email address where we want to invite people to, you know, we're, we're going to try to see how it goes, see how many people are interested. Uh, probably need to limit it to two minutes or less to have people just record audio of themselves saying who they are, where they're from, and what the killers mean to you. And then submit it to us and we'll we'll compile them and, and put it together in this kind of a project. You know, I don't know how you would do that on, on Facebook, you know, or on Reddit. <laughs> so I think it's a... You know, we've got a pretty pretty unique venue. I mean, we're not the only podcast, but nobody else is doing it, so we're going to give it a try. So we, we have an email address, lonelytownpodcast at gmail.com. You can email us uh, an audio clip of you talking about why you appreciate the killers, wh- how you came to fan, whatever you want to talk about, just as kind of a, a thank you episode to the band from fans across the world. I think it'll be awesome. No, I think it's a great idea. Uh, Jimmy shared the idea. I thought it was a wonderful idea. Uh, definitely don't want to take all the credit um, from the original poster, but I think we do have a spot where we can facilitate that and get it out to people. So 
Um, I think we'll ask a few other people to step in and kind of help organize it, uh, maybe get a form letter of some sort of, of what we're trying to do. Uh, but with technology today, everyone has a smartphone of some nature. You can do a some sort of an audio recording, email it over, and Jimmy will put it all together and it will be a great episode. So. Yeah, and if you, have, if you don't have a way to do it or you don't know how to do it, uh, let us know, reach out. We'll, you know, we can set up a Zoom just like we do our interviews and, and do a short one with you and um, we, we can save the recording for you if you're if that's something you're interested in. Yeah, I think the, the thing would be just try to keep it brief. Everybody's got uh, a lot to say usually, but you name where you're from and just why the killers mean uh, what they mean to you or, or gratitude or thank them for whatever they've done for you in your life. Uh, I do think that might, I mean, it, it'll be nice regardless if the killers go on to... Uh, be the next Rolling Stones and play forever or break up tomorrow. Uh, I still think it'd be nice if the fans can express that and somehow it gets back to, to those people, even the people on tour and stuff that are behind the scenes and do all this work. We'll do our best to facilitate that and get it to uh, the air anyways. And from there, I guess that's out of our, our hands. But Yeah, I mean, it could be crazy. We might be the only ones who think it would be cool to hear fans from around the world say why what the killers have meant to them, but... You know, whether it makes it to the band or not, I think it would be interesting to hear and uh, a cool compilation of, of stories. You know, we've we've tried to reach out and have interviews with people from from different parts of the world and with different experiences with the killers. But to have it in this kind of format of just, you know, one person after another expressing what the killers mean to them has the potential to be really awesome. The sooner the better. I mean, I guess if there's enough to do multiple episodes, maybe we, I don't know. Yeah, we'll I think we'll, we'll put out. it out there and, uh, you know... See what Remind people, and then eventually we'll we'll put in a cutoff depending on how many we get, um, if we need to. But for now, I just would like to say just just submit it because if it's two minutes of you recording, if I give you a deadline, if it was me, I would put it off. So just do it now. <laughs> and do it now. It, Take it, two minutes. It may fill up. It's kind of like those guys that get in the queue and they're in line. If you're not in line by the first of it, like you're not going to be right up at the, the barricade, and you're not going to see the whole show. So. Now make sure you're at the first, and that way everybody will hear you. I'm not saying it's going to go in chronological order when you call, but <laughs> there's a good chance that's how it's going to be. So you might as well be first, right? It might not work out. We might only get one or two responses, and we scrapped the idea. But we thought if people are if people want to contribute, we want to facilitate, like you said. So um, Also, I'll throw this out here. I haven't talked to Jimmy about this, so he can cut this if he doesn't feel like this is great. But now that we have this email set up, if you're somebody that you think uh, could contribute to the show or you want to be interviewed long form, more than the two minutes, you can still, you know, submit your, your answer. We're not saying uh, if you submit this, you can never be on the podcast again. That was your one shot. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm hoping we get return, you know, people we've interviewed before to contribute. I would but, love that too. Uh, if you'd like to be interviewed or know somebody that should be interviewed, uh, let us know. And that's a good email to get a hold of us and just say, this is who I am and uh, this is why I'd like to be on the show. I think that would be... Uh, an easy way to get a hold of us. We're pretty easy to get a hold of anyways, but that's another avenue. Um, we got anything Definitely. else on the, the interview? That's all that was yeah. kind of it. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people got gloomy and doomy, and I mean, I think you just, it's, it's uh, you don't want to keep somebody caged in and just at your entertainment. I think you let, let them go free, and if they really love you, they'll come back kind of thing. And I think you let Brandon go explore whatever he's doing. If that turns into a killer's project, a Brandon Flowers project, who knows, but uh, you don't want them to have to put out a Killer's 8 album just because they got some ideas down and it turns out to be miserable and horrible and songs they don't want to perform and things they don't really feel. That's that's not beneficial to anybody. So uh, 
you'll get another Killers album. I, I'm pretty sure they're they're uh, contractually obligated to do another album, anyways. But you know whether or not that's going to be uh, a Brandon project or a Killers project. Uh, if we get a little more Pressure Machine type feel, uh, of course, me and Jimmy are really excited about that because we love Pressure <laughs> Machine, we love Nephi, but uh, I don't think. Um, that you won't ever get a killers type album again. I, I think you're not going to get hot fuss again, but I think they've been pretty open about that throughout the years. So uh, enjoy your side of town. Enjoy that. Just enjoy it for what it is. You got it. Like it's out. That's never going to go away. Uh, you might not get other songs that sound exactly like that and you're not going to get another hot fuss, but it's out there and enjoy it. If that's what you love, it's there. And who knows, Brandon might go and uh, run down this rabbit hole and get to the point where Vegas starts calling him again and they never thought they were going to go back down that road. But guess what? I don't know, 20-year 20, 20 tour of, of Hot Fuzz. Who knows? Like, <laughs> it's, it's imminent, but who knows? <laughs> who knows when? <laughs> who knows when? We can all speculate. Uh, I mean, I've, I've changed my mind since the Super Bowl episode to now I think they're going to do the Super Bowl. So that probably won't happen now that I said that, but... You never know. And I'm still on Nephi's show. There could still be a residency tour. There could be a pressure machine tour. There could be no tour at all. It could be a million different things. Nobody really knows, and that's kind of what makes it fun. So if we do everything, there'd be no speculation and no, no point in this podcast. So Yeah, the one uh, takeaway from the interview, the takeaway for me is the quote where he says, The older I get, the more I appreciate those things I was running from and so latch onto them and almost wish I had done so earlier. So the whole pressure machine... Well, impetus for that album, the whole, you know, moving back to Utah, uh, starting to think more about Nephi. It's nice as a Nephi person to hear him say, I wish I would have drawn more inspiration from Nephi earlier and, and found the, the good things about it when he'd spent so much of his younger years trying to get away from it. So, you know, I guess it's just a selfish thing, but uh, sounds like it's going to be part of part of his future. This That part of his past is going to be part of his future, so... I don't think that's an odd thing. I think yeah. I think a lot of people, as you grow up, uh, you kind of reflect back on what made you or what made your parents, or uh, you try to get back in touch with your roots. I think you're kind of young and wild and trying to get free and get out on your own or live life, and then you kind of tend to go back or try to figure all that out. So I think everyone can kind of relate to this. It's not just a Brandon thing. Again, maybe the the circumstances are a little different, but I think we can all kind of relate to that. And are we human, Jimmy, or are we? You know, Nephites, I don't know. <laughs> Are we, you know, but you're just trying to figure out life. As an artist, I, I think that's something that you should be exploring. I, I think that's really where the best best things come from. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yep. You've been running on a treadmill for 20 years, and maybe you step off and get on the elliptical for a while. <laughs> and step up. Well, you walk around the park that you didn't want to run around because you had a bad experience or thought you did, and it's really a nice park, and you want to go explore it. And you, the treadmill's still there. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. It's always it'll always be there and we never know what what the future will hold. So I think there's a lot of positive to come from this. Uh I know that a lot of people have that negative or dread or that kind of feel. I think uh look look to the uh, silver linings and I think there's some good stuff coming down the road honestly. So uh that's where I tend to to, to be on this and I'm not always that kind of a person. So <laughs> Yeah, the last prediction I wanted to mention that is not one that I came up with but that I think is a, another likely option is you know rather than coming out with a new album with similar sound to your side of town or i saw people predicting maybe a sawdust too and i think that's another good option is you know if they're they're plugging a big announcement you know everyone thought was going to be music it still could be it's just not some new music just some of the older stuff that that didn't make it on an album so i i could still i could also see that happening 
Well, that wouldn't be bad either. I think there's going to be some good stuff coming. I still think that EP's coming out too. But I guess I don't know that for a fact. Yeah, time will tell. That, uh, that's another episode down from lonelytownpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.